We're officially kicking off season three of Feel Good. I'm your returning host, Emily, the client account manager for Clementine Creative Agency. And I am joined today by not only one founder, but both founders of Clementine Creative Agency. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) I mean, for the first time on a podcast with the two of you, um, we're with the managing director, Jennifer Nelson, and creative director, Marissa Davis. How exciting. (laughs) Especially for our third season. Came very far from season one, I think. Yes. And looking forward to everything in season three. Exactly. Well, as our two leaders, y'all do a great job of kind of creating an environment where all of us kind of feel comfortable in a setting that's meant to be creative. Uh, I mean, I think this podcast is testimony enough to that. But as our two leaders, what would you think to say for something of cultivating creativity for the workplace? What does that even mean? And, you know, as our creative director, I would love to hear from you first. (laughs) Sure. Um, Well, I think, you know, a lot of what we do is all about being creative and I think Mm -hmm. building that environment for the entire team is incredibly important and kind of what we're trying to do is create a supportive environment for collaboration for everybody to be able to add in their bit of creativity wherever that comes from um, and build the best product that we can for our clients and everything that we work on right and I know We're account people, definitely client services people, but we still have creativity, I think. You always say that we're all creative, no matter where we're at. I think that's a really important point is that, you know, creative, when you think about creative in a traditional sense, you do think more about the creative directors Mm -hmm. or graphic designers or visual design and those kinds of things. But there's a lot of different ways to be creative and that can be, you know, writing, but it can also be problem solving. It can be strategy and, you know, just any kind of unique perspective on things I think can give rise to something new and that is creative by definition, right? (laughs) I think there's a lot to be said for challenges and creating or coming up with creative solutions for problems that you have. So it's not always, you know, a lot of people think it's always the visual creative, but it's not. I mean, there's so many different aspects of it that everybody has to come together and think about what is the best solution for this. And that takes a lot of creative problem solving. Right. Well, y'all coming from two different angles of it, what would be your methods and strategies of cultivating the creativity? And then what would be yours? (laughs) Well, from myself, coming from like a visual perspective, I look at a lot of the visual side of creating, um, cultivating creativity. Um, And for me, it's environment-based, so we have a lot of colors, we've got a lot of things to touch, and you know, the way I think of creativity, it's a very fully sensory experience, so you involve everything that you see and touch and feel um, and smell and hear, like all of that kind of gives you an all-around feeling of creativity and can help support some of the, you know, neurons firing in your brain to allow that create those creative juices to flow so um you know for me like we've got some colorful paintings on the walls we've got a really big bright uh, vibrant teal color on our wall our signature color um but aside from that like we have aromatherapy in the office um we play music like everybody is allowed to play their own kind of music and that can get everybody's like different brain going in in their direction in a um, lot of directions yeah <laughs> we all have similar <laughs> tastes but very different tastes <laughs> but a lot of that you know too like in our space it's a very open space we don't work in cubicles we don't have walls like all of that is breeding this um environment that allows you to be collaborative and share ideas and kind of get together the you know collective unconscious pretty much and um a lot of that is like 
what's firing off in my brain can like bounce an idea off of somebody else. And when you put walls up, then it kind of inhibits a lot of that growth. And mm -hmm. it's a lot of the ebb and flow that flows mm -hmm. through us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say, Jennifer? I mean, I think uh, a lot of what Marissa's hitting on is kind of openness as an idea, which I think is really important. I tend to think about it more from a communications perspective, mm -hmm. I guess, mm -hmm. than from an environmental perspective. Um, so a lot of what I think about in terms of cultivating creativity is really about sort of cultivating trust and communication in an environment where people feel like they can, you know, voice their ideas and you pitch things out to the team and where everybody's comfortable doing that and everybody feels like, you know, whatever perspective that they're bringing to the table is going to be appreciated and yeah. maybe it'll spark something else in someone else. So I think it's the same idea of, of creating that sort of openness and that interaction but maybe more in a in a communications and a right. verbal type of yeah. uh type of setup rather than just visual there's no bad ideas in a brainstorm That's, there's none that is like the number <laughs> one most important part of any brainstorm is that there are no bad ideas you never know where something's going to spark from somebody else's what they assume is a bad idea. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, so it's interesting that you speak on environment because, you know, through the past couple of years, navigating a pandemic that has allowed us to do a hybrid situation for work where sometimes we're in the office, which makes for easy create, cultivating creativity. But then when we're at home, that presents a different type of challenge. And we do meet up on teams and things of that nature. But what would you say to cultivating that creativity when we're all from home? Yeah, so it's definitely been an obstacle, um, but I think leveraging the technology that's available today has been really helpful, in, and I think probably most businesses would say that's been really helpful in getting past this and being able to still maintain a business while you're working from home. Um, so we, you know, we do Teams calls or Google Meets, and we're all on video, so you can see each other and you can see your reactions and you can respond to all of that. I think that's really important. It makes you feel a little bit closer, even though you're very far apart. Mm -hmm. um, also, you know, and we'll probably touch on this, but one of the, I think, important pieces of a brainstorming session is having like a whiteboard or some mm -hmm. type of device that you can put everybody's ideas and thoughts down that everybody can see the whole time. Um, and so utilizing like Google Sheets or some other sort of interactive device yeah. that you can uh, see what other people are thinking in real time and everybody can kind of react to that. I was even thinking about, you know, we've used things like Slack and messaging and things like that just to kind of create channels around design and inspiration and just to create sort of an organic space for people to share ideas, even though, you know, it's something that if you were in the office, you might go hey, this is really cool, take a look at this. But since you're not in the office, you know, it's kind of the next best thing to that. And it creates a little bit of space for that informal kind of sharing that I think also is important. Right. It's kind of funny to me that for us, we all, in order to keep, you know, the openness of working from home with one another, we keep our cameras on. When a lot of people that I speak with from their offices, they keep their cameras off, which I think makes it another obstacle even from working from home, that you can't sit there and read the body language of someone mm -hmm. else or be able yeah. to, you know, read their facial expressions and really understand where the idea is being carried, <laughs> like physically from what their idea is in their brain. Yeah. So I love that we have our cameras on, but I think it's, I don't know if that's the normal though. I don't know if it's either, <laughs> but it works for us. I think it is from what I've heard, but you know, you got to have a comfort level with the team to be able to do that, which right. thankfully we, we have and everybody is, is okay with doing that. But I do think it makes a huge 
a huge difference mm-hmm. in terms of just the way that you're able to interact and kind of bounce ideas off of people. And it's just, you know, it doesn't necessarily make logical sense that it should be more difficult when you can't see someone's face. But for some reason, it really, it really is. Yeah. So what would you say, and I want to hear from both of you, what would be the best outcome or what has been the best outcome for the both of you in having this creative environment versus what it would be if it, we didn't have this creative environment? probably be a lot more struggles that we would face from a project standpoint you know when you can come into a space like this and have a couple other people that come from different perspectives bouncing ideas off of each other and things like that you know you get to the end result not only hopefully faster but to a much better end result Mm -hmm. and if we had all of those blocks like it would just things would take longer and be even more of a cumbersome ordeal yeah. I really do think that it, you know, it creates a better end product for our clients, which is obviously what we're trying to do right. here. But I also think that it kind of eliminates some roadblocks uh, along the way and can help to kind of streamline things to, you know, the solution, the final solution we're trying to get to when it's, we have a lot of different people who can not only contribute ideas, but also ask the right questions, yep. point out potential roadblocks or potential issues. And those are things that the more perspectives we're able to bring to that internally, the less our clients have to bring to it externally and go, yeah. oh, wait, but what about this? And this might be an issue. So I think we work out some of those things you know, amongst the team because we have the ability to kind of openly communicate and everybody's coming at it from a different place. Uh, And so we just, I think, start in a stronger position earlier on in the process. I think too, I would add to that, that when you pull different people in, you know, everybody in our company works from a different angle and pulling them in from the very beginning puts us all on the same page and we can kind of see that thread carried through Mm -hmm. like from ideation to all the way through to the end product and kind of making sure that everything's aligned and everybody's firing on the same wavelength. Right. Well, do you have a specific, and I'll go first so you have time to think, but do you, <laughs> does something come to mind like a project or an idea where you were like, thank God we have such an open environment because we may not be able to thrive as well for this project if we didn't? Because mine, and I touched on it <laughs> earlier, is the podcast that we're currently speaking mm-hmm. from because I know really the idea was like we need sort of a passion project, something to help us, you know, stand apart a little bit from a creative perspective. And we were given the chance to come in kind of Shark Tank style and present (laughs) these ideas in an open environment where everyone was super supportive and given just like a few moments to lay an idea on the table and really take it and say, this is what I think would be really good for everyone to be involved on and how it can benefit moving forward and how it kind of helps that creativity every now and then flourish even more outside of just us working on internal projects or client projects. And so I feel like this has been such a benefit from the environment we work in to be able to make it successful as it has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think too, you know, one of the beautiful things from that experience was that we got to take a bunch of different ideas uh-huh. and kind of flesh them out and see what they became. And like the initial idea for Peel Good probably wasn't exactly what it is now, but it's grown because of everybody else's perspectives and kind of putting all of that together, I think it's turned into something even greater than it would have been just coming from one brain. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. Cause I think it was supposed to be like a YouTube series of like five minutes, but now we're on a podcast. So 
definitely more, grew. More than you intended. <laughs> well, it was able to incorporate a lot of different ideas yeah. that right. came up, I think. And I think that's how you build really great ideas and really great creative solutions, you know, as you have that that seed of something, that initial inspiration. And then, you know, you can find ways that that can grow and connect with other things that maybe you never thought of originally, or maybe you wouldn't have thought of on your own. And I think that's, you know, kind of the beauty of a group like we have, where I think we have a lot of diverse perspectives Mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, different interests and different ages and different areas of expertise. Right. But we can bring all of that together into something that kind of resonates with all of us. And then there's a good chance that it's going to resonate with a larger cross-section of the audiences that we're trying to reach too, because we have sort of infused all of those perspectives from the beginning. And that's what I always think is really cool is to see little parts and pieces of all the people on our team go out into the world with these projects that then, you know, we see connect with audiences and with brands and with our clients. Um, and you can kind of see a little bit of everybody in it and how we got there, which I think is is really cool. Yeah, it's nice to see it kind of come full circle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to kind of wrap it up a little bit, but I want to hear from past to future. So <laughs> knowing that you wanted to work, you know, in marketing and whether that looked more creative than it does now or it didn't even before Clementine Creative Agency. Did you feel like the environment you knew you would thrive in would be one that's more open, knowing that you probably worked in one that wasn't as open before? And how do you see moving forward how cultivating creativity can be can propel Clementine even further? I know. Packed question. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a lot. So, well, my previous experience, I was still in a creative environment. So that's probably a lot of where I learned and kind of developed this thought of open space and um, kind of letting everybody bounce ideas off of each other and that kind of thing. Jennifer can probably speak to the opposite because I was not. I have done my time in the, you know, the cube farm kind of situation. And yeah, I think there's a you can feel a huge difference in that if you've ever worked in that type of environment and then come into a more open environment. It is really interesting how just the sort of psychological impact, I guess, that it has, but just sort of the morale impact and the way that you feel connected to other people and how it's easy to interact with other people because we're all kind of sharing a space versus in the other model, I think you do definitely feel like this is my six feet that I own. Right. Do not come into it. Very limited. And you don't want to walk into other people's, mm-hmm. you know, and it does, which there's something to be said for owning your own space. Sure. And that's a different podcast. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but you know, it just creates a different feel when right. it's something that kind of we're all sharing and we're sort of all in it together to begin with. So did you have a moment, though, where you were like, I think I'm looking to go outside of you know, being so restricted to my space and looking for a more open environment. Yeah. um, And that really came sort of out of how we formed Clementine, you know, because um, obviously Marissa and I worked together, um, but in different capacities in previous life. And, you know, we kind of found this creative process that worked that was sort of like this outside channel to everything else that was going on. So we created our own little space to kind of do that, um, even in that environment. And that was when I really think, you know, we both sort of saw the possibilities of, you know, well, if you combine this in this kind of environment, then you can really accomplish some some right. pretty amazing stuff. 
um, and really put together some ideas that are meaningful and really make an impact on on what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, but you know, we had to kind of take it to that outside channel and play with it a little bit before you realize, like, oh, this this feels really different, and this can really um, do something in a different way, I think, you know, than what we've been able to do up to this point. Right. And I mean, that's taking your past experience and building to get us to this present business office model. Um, how do you think it's going to propel Clementine in the future? Mm. That's a great question. I mean, I think one of the interesting things about that to think about is, you know, as a group grows, obviously that becomes like a different kind of exercise Mm. when everybody's trying to get involved and everybody becomes more specialized. So I think one of the things that, you know, we're, we're clearly in that growth pattern now. And one of the things I think we've been working on is, is figuring out how to structure that communication in a way that's like productive, that's still respectful of everyone's time so that, you know, you can um, still be effective, but also efficient in some way. Right. Um, and I think a lot of that is about preparation in terms of, you know, what we're trying to accomplish, solutions we're trying to accomplish. Um, and then, you know, just kind of structuring communication in a way that makes it easy for people to engage, but also easy for people to focus in other places when they need to. Yeah. Pulling in, I think, kind of understanding where everybody's strengths are and being able to segment the groups as you need to, to pull in the resources that you need for each project, I think will become more and more important as we grow. Um, And then understanding that everybody plays a very important role, but not everybody needs to be front and center on every single project. And I think that's going to become even more key for us to understand and, you know, move toward doing that for all of our future projects. Yeah, kind of taps into what you were kind of saying earlier with psychological, but also I think maybe even philosophical is valuing everyone as individuals and what Mm -hmm. they bring to the table that can allow that project campaign, whatever, (laughs) to flourish in its own right. Um, So I I am excited to see from the current office model we have and as we continue to grow where it can kind of go from here and, you know, how the office itself starts to fill because you start pulling people in and the open environment is open, but it's one that becomes, you know, there's not as much square. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's becoming less and less open all the time, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's something that can grow and evolve though, as the team grows and evolves. And I think it's always nice, even when you do get into that place, like Marissa was saying, where, you know, you're pulling specific resources for specific projects, obviously, so that everybody knows the track that they're focused on. But you always have that opportunity when you're stuck or when you just can't come up with something that you've got this broader group that you can reach out to and you know you can just go like, hey, I need to like grab a couple of extra brains and kind of help think through this block that I'm hitting or something like that. And so you kind of always got um, backup, even from a creative perspective, which is nice, I think. Yeah. Well, I hope whoever listens to this and is on the fence of what kind of environment should we have to make our, you know, cultivate the creativity we need in order to be successful kind of takes in that a better environment that's more open and allows for ideas to flow. And even with the challenges of working from home, kind of taking in the different tactics and strategies to allow for the 
the mm-hmm. creativity to flow even across technology from yeah. home. Turn your cameras on. Give yes. it a try. Turn your cameras on if they're not on. <laughs> it's okay if you have your hair up in a bun like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you all for your insights today, especially it's so interesting coming from a creative standpoint and more of the client services standpoint, mm-hmm. but knowing across the both that y'all came together for an office model that flourishes and allows us to be creative in our own right. Yep. It's very important. I think we try to hit on both sides of the brain. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully. <Yeah. laughs>